Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, let's talk some high school basketball right now. Let's get to uh, the hotline and bring in our radio play-by-play voice. You hear him for football. You hear him for basketball. He joins us on occasion, the one, the only, Dan Belfort joining us. How are you, Bells? Doing great, Roman. JT, how you guys doing today? Hey, we're good. Always better when uh, you can join the show to enlighten us, inform us uh, about what's been happening on the hardwood in Stark County. And, Bells, as I was looking uh, again uh, to the OHSAA Division One Boys Basketball RPI rankings, uh, the team uh, we talked to, to coach the other night, Siegfried, Louisville right now number one uh, in the RPI rankings ahead of Garfield Heights, St. Ignatius, uh, Strongsville, St. Ed's at 12-1. and one. How good is this team right now, Bells? You know, they're good. We, we saw them the other night did the uh, what we thought was going to be probably the best matchup in Northeast Ohio that night, if not uh, maybe stretching it for uh, down to the middle of the state, really against CVCA, uh, Louisville beat them by 20, and it really wasn't that close, uh, 20. Wow. It could have been worse, I felt. They are solid. I heard your interview with Coach Siegfried, and he's got such a nice funnel created over there. You look at their roster, and they do not – do they have a senior? I don't think. They are just heavy on freshmen, sophomores, juniors. They all produce, I believe, the other night. All five starters hit double figures. He went deep off the bench, probably played as, as many as nine or ten in the game. Um, they, they are fun to watch from the uh, standpoint of defense, too. They kind of measure what you do. And CVCA was a little more erratic than I, than I thought they would be based on uh, coming into that game undefeated. But once they measured their speed and kind of evaluated what they were trying to do in the half court, Next thing you know, um, Lewis holds up by a dozen at halftime, and really they never looked back after that. And, and their big guy, Braden Gross, what a game. He had 27 points and 20 rebounds in the Damn. game. Just kind of took over for him. And uh, it's just a fun team to watch. They're very solid. They, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They did early because the game was a little choppy. But once they cleaned that up, it was just all them from the second quarter on. They just put the, the pedal to the metal, and they – Came away with a very impressive win. Bells, this team last year, nice run, uh, yeah. and uh, yet they may be better this year, minus uh, you know Aljancic, uh, who was their uh, star player from a year ago. How, how are they getting better, even though they may have lost uh, you know the best player they've had? Well, you know, you have you had all those kids surrounding Aljancic last year. You've got, of course, um, Bo Siegfried out at the point. Uh, I remember when the kid was a 5'8 freshman, and now he's a six-foot junior running the point average in double figures. We have uh, Will uh, Tate Aljancic is in the starting lineup. He's not his brother, but he's not a bad little player. He really is. And you've got Hayden Nigro. And to me, he is still in the top five of kids in this entire county. He just creates off the dribble. He's dropping 21 a game. But he was robbing to Batman last year. That was a nice okay. one-two punch for uh, Louisville. And you could see that, you know, after Al Jansen graduated, this was going to be the kid that really they, that everything revolved around and everybody got better. 
Braden Gross is another kid we've watched since a freshman, and we just watched everything tick up and up and up for him. He's six foot six now. He's averaging about eighteen and twelve a game. And again, so you've got a solid back. They run the same type of offense with a lot of back cutting. They'll spread you on the wings and look for those opportunities, or you, you collapse on them. They got guys who can knock them down from everywhere. That's how they've done it, Kenny. You lose a star, but you had a nice nucleus around him, and they've all realized, hey, this is our game now. Let's step forward. Let's be a better team. And they have been in, in many, many ways. This time of year, Dan, you start to see teams start to maybe separate themselves from the pack a little bit. Down the stretch, we come, I like to say. And, and that's one of the reasons we like catching up with you on Thursdays because we look back at Tuesdays, and I know you didn't do this past Tuesday's game. We had a streaming game. But we also look forward to tomorrow night, and you guys get a big one, and it's a big rivalry. Hoover at Jackson. Yeah, you know, it's huge, and you mentioned that, JT, as we come down the stretcher. Most of these teams now are over the hump Mm -hmm. and heading into the final 10 games. And now all of a sudden, these games that you won or lost against your own competition in the league are popping up down the stretch. This is a crucial game uh, for both Hoover and Jackson. They both have three losses in the league. Um You've got Green and, I believe, McKinley up there with two. And and now you can't afford to go to four losses in the league or you don't have a shuffle at the end of the season uh, to maybe share or be the outright winner in the conference. Uh, they're both young teams, both teams. And I don't know how close we paid attention from the outside till we start focusing on this. Hoover, we knew, had one senior on the roster. I didn't realize Jackson had one senior on the roster. And this is what these kids are bringing to the court on Friday night. It's always a wild atmosphere at Jackson. But the, the nucleus they have coming back next year. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Coach Bluey is doing a marvelous job at Hoover. Coach Stavevic, year after year, you expect them to be where they are in the hunt. And this is going to be a war come Friday night. We can't wait. Happy to have with us talking high school hoops, the man who calls the games right here on WHBC Radio with his partner, Denny Kincaid, Dan Belford. Uh, and, Bells, I'm looking at the Fed right now, okay? Yeah. McKinley Green tied at 5-2. and two. Glen Oak half game back at 4-2. and two. Jackson, Hoover, 4-3. and three. So there's five out of the seven teams that are uh, within uh, a game or a game and a half uh, of first place. Can you at this point? Tell me who the best team in the Fed is, or is this going to come down to the, the final uh, couple of Fed games in the regular season to determine whether we have an outright winner or we have a, a, a shared Federal League championship again? Yeah, I think it's a little a bit of both, Kenny. I, if I had to point to somebody right now, I, I think I have to look at Green because Green's doing what, what good teams do. And by the way, congratulations to uh, Mark Kinsley. We did the Glen Oak game where they, they defeated Glen Oak for his 400th win in his career. Uh, that night, but they're beating their competition in the Fed on their floor. You know, they go to Glen Oak, big win there. They go to Jackson. They pull out a, a really tough one there, I think, a seven-point win. So they're starting to get down to business, and the kids are playing well with Rollison, with Jared Taylor and Antonio Martin. They had an injury recently to Baton, who may be out for the season because of a, yeah. um, a wrist injury, but Fortunato steps in against Jackson and pops in 20. So this is the kind of depth he has in that team. This is the funnel he's created in green over the last eight, nine, ten years. It's just fantastic. I have to point to them, but, man, I watch the Bulldogs play, and I watch a Glen Oak play. They are such solid defensive teams who can be opportunistic, 
when they have to. They are never, ever out of a game, which makes it really interesting coming down the stretch because Jackson and Hoover play the same way. We could have just a log jam coming down to the final two or three games and see who emerges from all of us. And that's just in the Federal League, and we haven't even mentioned teams like Maslin. And by the way, congratulations to Tyler Hackenbrack going to continue his football career at Toledo. DeWan Owens going to Slippery Rock. So more good news for the Tigers. But what about their basketball squad, man? Everybody's talking about them. Yeah, how about them? They caught everybody off guard. And and that's nothing against Coach Hose and his kids, but you're starting to see a couple of kids get the football legs out. Now, Jared Slaughter's playing really good. Uh, Big Pen is a lockdown defender, and they've got a a nice freshman, Giorgio Jackson, who comes off the bench and and just – you always want those kids to come off the bench that are just kind of a pet. You know, Mm -hmm. they're they're tipping balls. Energy. around the ball. They're manning guys up. They switch on defense. He's that way, and another kid, Manson is the same way. And Chris Knight is probably one of the best players no one really talks a lot about because he's over here in Maslin playing basketball. Everybody's kind of focusing on other things. But he, he has been nothing but impressive to me. And truly, he'll be an all-county player uh, by the end of the season because I think he's popping in about 22 a game. And he's so calm and so reserved and such a team-oriented kid. That is a solid Maslin team. It's going to disappoint and upset a lot of apple carts on the way to the tournament. Hey, Dan, why is there no Bup Rerick Award anymore? You know, I don't know, JT. That's a, that's a great question. I really don't know the, the answer to that. Somebody might, but I haven't heard that mentioned in quite some time, but now you, you bring it to my thought. I don't know. Because if there were, who would be the front runner in your opinion? Oh, wow. Man, uh, I, I've got to look at Monterubio. Over at Jackson, I've got to look at Hayden Nigro over Louisville. Mm-hmm. I think those are just two solid kids. Chris Knight that I met, just mentioned. And Reed Sims at McKinley is just an impressive ball player. In my personal opinion, I've seen him three or four times mm-hmm. now. and He just he never disappoints. He just goes about his business. The next thing you look up and say, oh, there he is, leading scorer in the game. Oh, he had a half a dozen steals. Oh, he had a couple of blocks. He, he's a really wonderful kid. Uh, for Coach Weatherspoon over there. So those four stick in my mind if I had to, like, laser in on, on, on three or four individuals that I think would, would take the trophy at the end of the year. Dan, is there a coach that stands out to you that maybe has the most seniority in this area? It stands out. I mean, yeah, I mean, DeBevick's there. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, he's, Tim is always there. I just am such a fan of the way he runs the program. I think uh, Coach Hairston not with so much with seniority and everything he's done since he's come over to a Glen Oak over at Lake. Same thing with, with coach McBride, wonderful seniority, tough year this year. He lost his yeah. best kid early on. He's back now, mm-hmm. but a big hole was dug, you know, until they could get him back on the court. So those guys come to mind. They do. And uh, coach Bluey now who's been here quite a few years and coach Hose are becoming senior coaches in this area. So, but it, Tim DeBevick to me uh, sticks out when I start talking basketball. All the others are going to be in that same category. And Coach Kinsley, you want to go up the street to green? This Coach Kinsley. Anytime you, you tack on 400 wins, you've been around a while and you're doing the right thing. And we have that kind of caliber of guys here who eventually will get to that, that status as well. Bells, as I look at, you know, this season, right? Uh, in football, we kind of knew, right? We said, hey, it's going to be Canton South 
and it's going to be Maslin making the deepest run. One won a state title, the other got to the Final Four. So we had a feel for it, right? And then there were some other, other teams that surprised us and had nice runs, but we were right on the money with those two teams. What about from what you've seen, what you were thinking before the season started, what you've seen to this point? Give me you know, one, two, three teams that you think can make the deepest run uh, in Stark County come playoff time. You know, I'd like to say Louisville deepest run, but my gosh, just the way things are are ranked when you're an independent, and you're a small school at Louisville, then you see yourself in the rankings with the Iggy's and the St. B's and everybody else. They have the ability to do that. I go back to Tom Siegfried last year, and we bumped into him at um, the uh, Northwest Girls uh, run last year when we were over in, uh, in Dayton. And he said, you know, hey, this season we were one back cut away from moving on, I think if that one backup, which is their specialty, that's how they were ousted from the tournament. They win that game, and I think we were probably talking about them in the final four. This team is good enough to get there. They really are. The other teams in the Fed, we looked at it and said, you know, this is really a toss-up this year. But now we're starting to see the emergence of teams who are finding their legs, finding their rhythm, and by that I mean a green you look at the choppy start for Jackson, and we always kind of see that. But then they go to that tournament in Florida, they sweep it, and they come out playing really good ball. Anytime it comes tournament time, I never count out the Jackson Polar Bears because they're tournament tested. Their coaches are tournament tested. The kids know what mantle and how high the bar is raised, and they, they atone to that and adhere to that, and, and they execute to be that. Green, to me, in the Fed, might have the best chance to push okay. it deep. I'll put Jackson right on their tail. And the two with all the potential, if they can keep their momentum and not lose clutch games down the stretch, would be uh, McKinley and Glen Oak. I want to ask you about Hoover. Because yeah. if any team might be a surprise this year, it's Hoover, and they've got a big game. You're doing it tomorrow night, right? Hoover's yeah. on the road at Jackson. Huge Federal League matchup. Hoover's won six in a row. They already beat yeah. Jackson earlier this year. Uh, Zach Brocker and, and Crew Kane, Hunter Hershberger, all are, are playing well for them right now. Are you surprised by the success that Hoover is having this year for Mike Bluey? Absolutely, because the, all, all the chatter we heard, they were a year away. And, okay. and, 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 and by all rights, they were a year away. They're too young, right, to be doing what they're doing. You mentioned, Hers- you mentioned Hertzberger. My goodness, this kid's a freshman, and we're starting to see what kind of damage he can do because he- he's got length. He's a frail-looking kid when you see him on the court, but he's got that basketball look to him. He's six foot two, and he literally has unlimited range shooting the ball. Now, he did some little things at the beginning of the year, but didn't see the minutes because he was a defensive liability. Now he's playing the defensive end better, understanding that this also keeps you on the floor, not just your shooting. You go right. back to the Maslin game in Maslin, he hits a every bit of a 30-foot, three-foot uh, three-pointer to win it with six seconds left. McKinley, the other, this past Friday, they inbounded to him one step across the midcourt line. He goes up between two defenders for a 35-foot jump shot and wins the game. Wow. And then on Sunday at the MLK Classic, he hits a buzzer beater after the first quarter, hits another one after uh, another one after the third quarter, and missed one, I think, in the fourth quarter. In the second quarter, I mean. 
this kid is pretty special. And he's got young guys around him that are starting to get their, their legs and their giddy-up going, too. They're a very confident bunch. But they're a team. And if you look at their roster and you look at the, the victory and their points for and points against, they're a very comfortable team when they stay in that 50 to 55 range. They start getting this extended out to 60, 65 points. And that's where I think the competition and the level of competition can, can give them a lot of trouble. But they've got good big men. They've got good wings. Uh, they've got Brocker, who's just one of those pesky kids, all over the court and Pringle and Logan Ashby. They were a fun group of kids. We covered them a few times now. I always look forward to, to covering these kids and looking forward to the game tomorrow night. Yeah, should be a good one. Have fun with Denny calling it. We always appreciate the time, Bells. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great night.